Alright, Q's Nation, your boy Dean Francis back again. Another edition of the Idols Row Podcast. Special ACC schedule release edition. Uh just wanted to chop it up real quick. My thoughts on um you know how this schedule is is looking with uh several cues going through conference play. So uh yeah, uh, getting right into it. First four out of six is no joke. I mean, yeah, it's on the road. Um, or I should just say four out of seven games. The first four out of seven games, it's on the road. Uh, we dealing with UVA, Duke, UNC, Pitt. You know, those four all on the road. And then um, we have Miami at home after all of that. So... <laughs> Red Archer and crew, they ain't make it easy on the brother. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they really gave us a, a tough challenge to start things out. And um, hey, our guys are just gonna have to be ready to play. Hopefully, you, you know we're able to go uh, at least 500 through all of that. Because when you look at it, going through the schedule, once you get through that that that, that first first hard patch of things. It kind of ease. It kind of ease up if things are to go as we expect. Um, with you know Florida State, NC State, Boston College, Wake Forest, Louisville. You know those are the matchups. Let me see five matchups after that. Um, Clemson at home, North Carolina at home. Obviously that's gonna be a tough one. But um, then it's Georgia Tech, NC State. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, those last two at home. Uh, and then we finish out on the road at Louisville and at Clemson. Um, I think Clemson could be solid, but Louisville, I'm expecting another bad year for them. And um, them going through a coaching change and and, and trying to reestablish a, a new culture once again. So, like, Louisville, look, Louisville is stocked down for me in the offseason. Like, yeah, they... Upgraded the town a little bit, you know, got some talented players and recruits and stuff. But the fit, I just don't know what the hell uh, Kenny Payne is trying to do over there. And they just lost a, a five-star recruit to Australia, the Australian League and stuff. So um, I, 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 here goes a hot take, right? I think Florida Atlantic and look. Those the the Boca boys is is just like a half an hour away from where I live, so you know I'm fully in tune. My my sister, my older sister, live out in Boca now and stuff, so I'm out in that area a lot, and a lot of people are hyped up, a lot of talk with Florida Atlantic and stuff. But there's fear, there's fear because they know Dusty May, he's gonna be gone. He's gonna have his options next season and stuff, and I'm gonna call it right now, Louisville. If they sting up the joint once again, as I expect, Dusty May is going to be the next coach. They're going to go all in on Dusty May. All right? So look out for that. If that happens, then you know your boy talked about this first. So, but anyway, getting back to the cues, um, you know, once again, I really feel, you know, once we get past this early, early tough patch of games and stuff, if, 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 um, uh, you know, we don't we don't get off to like a one in five start or anything crazy like that. We'll be fine. You know, it's kind of funny because usually, um, you go over the last twenty years or so. It's usually the 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 first five, six, seven games 
Syracuse always get off to a good start, right? The schedule is always kind of like easy and stuff. So we'll we'll start off like six and one or five and two or something like that. And then as it like gets more, the competition stiffens and the season goes along. That's when we go through like that midseason slump. And, you know, the fan base start panicking and stuff and you start hearing all this bubble talk nonsense and everything. But um, here it's the complete opposite. Just looking to just basing it off of preseason expectations. Right. Like we know uh, UVA, you know, it might not be as a strong squad like years past, but on the road, it's never an easy place. So we know that's going to be a tough matchup pit. Um, at home, obviously, we haven't had it's crazy because it's not like Pitt's been this great dominant squad for you know since Jamie Dixon left. But for whatever reason, over the last like three seasons or so, um, they've had our number whether it's home or away. Like, Pitt just seems to uh, you know, play well against us. Um, Duke, BC, we've had, we've had BC's number, so I'm not worried about them, even though, uh, a lot of people think BC could be that sleeper squad in the ACC, so we'll, we'll see, maybe I'm sleeping on BC a bit, but, you know, uh, having BC early can never complain about that, right, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, North Carolina, Pitt on the road, and then Miami at home, like I said, those, the, 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 those, uh, first, Seven games, especially with four of them being on the road. Yeah, man. You know, you hope uh, we can at least come out of that four and three at worst three and four. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not going to do the Homer thing and say, oh, yeah, we're going to go five and two or four, you know, five, hopefully four and three. But, you know, I'm not going to say we go five and two or six and one and stuff, you know, four and three, hopefully. At worst, three and four. You know what I mean? Like, if we end up being two and five, then, yeah, I can see this fan base panicking. And when we're doing, you know, the spaces and all that, like, I know a lot of fans are going to be concerned. But with this roster, the way it should, you know, the, the what we going into the season with, um, I, I don't think that should be the case. Because um, Red, Red Archery couldn't have asked for the type of talent that, He's dealing with going into his debut season as head coach. He couldn't have asked for a better a roster. And we know that the non-conference schedule should get these guys prepared for what they're going to deal with in ACC play. Because it's far from a cupcake slash tomato can schedule. You know what I mean? Like that Maui... Um, Maui, uh, Invitationals, we, we know we're going to be dealing with heavyweights after heavyweights after heavyweights in our three matchups. And then, um, you have the SEC challenge against LSU. I don't know how good LSU is going to be, but still it's a high major opponent that we're going to have to deal with. Colgate right before, like Colgate should, and imagine saying this, right? Like Colgate is really going to be the message, right? Like this is going to tell us what to really expect with this Fred Archie-led squad going throughout the season coming up. Because, um, you know, it's going to be the heavyweight heavyweight matchup. I can't believe I'm saying this about Colgate. But the way they spanked us back-to-back years by double digits and they're bringing a lot of those same players back, 
coming up this season. Hey, if, if, if Red, if we could go in there and beat those guys, a lot of people going to be hyped up. Hopefully we have a good showing in Maui. And uh, moving forward, going in ACC play, these guys should be very prepared for what they're going to deal with. So, um, yeah, Cubs Nation, uh, you know, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Um, what's cool is, you know, we got like football, because usually with football season on the Cubs side of things, you know, I know uh, a lot of times the fan base are like, man, we when does football, well, excuse me, when does basketball start? Because football usually is a mess for the most part, but the squad is off to a good start again. Big game against Clemson. I'll get into more of that. I'm going to do a pod on Friday, so I'll get more into like the football and all the other stuff. But I just like how things are shaping up just for Q's fans in general that, okay, you got some big football games to look forward to, to kind of be the appetizer before we get to, you know, basketball once the exhibition games kick off and even just, you know, Orange Madness, Monroe Madness, you know, for the fans to... You know, get a little sample and taste of the players and such. You know, practice just started, um, kicked off yesterday. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, basketball is just right around the corner, man. You know, we got this big Damian Lillard to the Bucks trade. So, uh, you know, uh, football, you know, is there. And now we got basketball kicking it. Because that is those two. Usually, I would have... Yankee baseball to still, you know, keep me afloat and stuff like that, playoffs and all that, but they suck this year, and um, now all I have is Q's, my Q's, and my Trojans, because I couldn't, football with my Jets, it only lasted four snaps, so I don't even have football to look forward to. My football season, my NFL football season lasted four snaps, okay? So now, you know, my Trojans, my my Q's, y'all know Q's my baby. So, you know, we still have some time with that. But, uh, you know, the Q's football diehards, I'm happy for you guys. You know, I hope everything works out coming out, come, c- coming up on, on Saturday and stuff and it's not a repeat of last year because that's what I've been telling people. I'm like, look, last year, you know, the team had, you know, a, a lot of success early on. One, I think they were, what, 5-0 or something like that. And then everything just kind of went crashing down and the end of the season was just uh, rough. So um, this Clemson game, you know, it's really a big one to kind of foreshadow how the rest of the season might play out because, um, you know, uh, what is it, Florida State and North Carolina I've been talking about. So anyway, look, I said I'll get more into uh, football later, <laughs> later on and see I'm here talking about football and stuff. But, you know, I'm j- I'm just happy for what's going on at Q's land, excited about basketball Happy that, you know, fans got uh, football to look forward to in the meantime. Like I said, it's like the appetizer. You go to the restaurant, you order, you know, a little appetizer before you get into, you know, your main portion of the meals and all that. So, um, Q's Nation, 
I'll be back because I know we got some visitors. We got some recruits coming in and all that. So I got to get into all, 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 all the nitty-gritty nitty stuff because I want to see some film, more film on some of these guys that we got coming in and have more of a take and stuff on these players and everything. So stay tuned for that. But I really just wanted to talk about the schedule for the most part on this pod and everything. So like I said, rough, uh, tough, tough, tough beginning, but the rest eases, eases up. Um, let me just go through a few of these um, clubs. Um, quick thoughts on a few of them real quick. So like I said, Virginia, you know, I think uh, not your typical UVA squad where you look at the roster and you say, okay, like they're going to be top three, top four in the league. You know, it's kind of a different squad where Bennett and his staff is going to have to coach these dudes up. But I'm one of those that always tend to give Coach Bennett and his staff the benefit of a doubt. So not saying they're going to finish top three or top four or anything like that, but I still think they're going to be a good team and a squad that's going to, you know, be in that tournament mix. Um, Pitt, I know Pitt's... um, I think their biggest question mark is just a lead guard spot, but they still have a lot of talent. They still have some good players coming back um, from from last season um, tournament squad and stuff. So, you know, it seemed like Capel has those guys going in the right direction. So that's not a team to sleep on. Obviously, look, Duke is Duke, so I'm not going to say much about them. <laughs> Uh, I talked about BC a little bit. UNC, I think UNC, look, I, I gave a, coming in my off-season grades, if I had to do off-season grades coming into, coming into this season when doing like a stock up, stock down, I talked about Louisville, like they're my biggest stock down. North Carolina would be my stock up, believe it or not, especially coming off last season, like they, they, they had a lot of us fooled thinking, okay, Everybody's playing for second, right? Like they brought their whole squad back and everything from that championship squad and they flopped. But I think this team is going to be much better because the pieces fit. Whereas the squad last year, it was kind of like fool's gold because the run they had going into that championship game, that team overall was pretty much up and down. Like they were no different than the squad we saw last season. It's just that they caught fire at the right time. You had a guy like Caleb Love, who is, you know, one of the most hot and cold type of players out there. You know, he was hot at the right time and shot them into nearly a national championship. But players like that, that are not consistent, that don't make players around them better and stuff, especially when they're playing the league guard position, the result that we saw with North Carolina last year that happened um, when it was all said and done for them, where they declined even playing in the NIT, that's what you sign up for when you have a player like Caleb Bluff as your one of your main guys. So now he's gone. You bring in some guys from the portal that all fit what Hubert Davis and the crew or when you're trying to put together, or I should say, when you're trying to put together a complete team, like the pieces all fit. Like they brought guys that can shoot and stretch the floor. They brought in a guy, um, one player named Harrison Ingram at the wing position, 
who's a really good playmaker, a guy that can score at all three levels. He was like a five-star recruit coming out, played at Stanford. So he's going to help them out. And you're, you're returning Baycott for his like 10th year of eligibility. Uh, what's his name? R, uh, RJ Davis is still around. They added uh, Cormac Ryan from Notre Dame, who should help them out from a playmaking standpoint and also another guy that can um, stretch the floor and everything. So this team is uh, pretty much uh, complete from the stead, from from the standpoint of um, just the pieces matching much more better than what it was uh, previously last year, where it was just more individual base and one-on-one and everything like that. So I think North Carolina can have a a a, a, a big bounce back here. I'm, I'm not going to pick them to win the ACC, but I definitely think they can be one of those top four teams. Uh, if I had to call it with the ACC, just doing early, uh, early judgment on it, preview going in, I would just say um, Duke won, Miami 2, and probably UNC number 3. I think once you get to 4, 5, 6, 7, those spots are up for grabs. And hopefully our Qs could be one of those um, programs that's right up there. Because you look at some of the other clubs like Florida State, you know, I, I think Florida State could have a bounce back year, do better than what they have been the last couple of years. But there's a lot of question marks with their guards. Um, NC State, same thing. You know, they, they lost a few players that um, was pretty good for them last season. So, uh, you know, uh, they, they they trying to mix and match new pieces and everything with some of their returning guys. And who knows what the situation is with um, Keats. You know what I mean? Like, I know last season they were saying he was on the hot seat. They got into the tournament. But those NC State fans could be a little bit restless. So who knows? Another bad year. He might be on. He might be gone. So I don't know. NC State's one of those weird teams I don't really have a feel for. Just like with Florida State. You know what I mean? Like, I think Florida State could have a bounce back year. But... Question marks with their guards. Um, Wake Forest, mm, not really feeling it with them, even though I, I do like their coach. I think Forbes is a good coach, but just not sure if he has the horses to really be on, you know, on that top top half of the ACC. Uh, I already talked about Louisville. Clemson, I think, could be a borderline tournament team. And obviously, you know, uh, our, our, our guy, Joe Gerard, obviously he's going to be looking for revenge coming to the Dome. We played him twice. You know, the first matchup is going to be at home. Last matchup is going to be away to end the season. So, you know, Joe's going to try to go Glens Falls, um, B division on us, drop 50 and hit a whole bunch of shots from like 45 feet. You know what I mean? But, um, hey, Red said we're playing man, right? So this. Throw Judah, JJ on him, and lock his ass down. You know what I mean. So, but those those should be a competitive, good competitive matchups. And then you got other teams like uh, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. You know they're in transition with new coaches. I like those hires with um, Shrewsbury, Notre Dame, Damon Stoudemire at Georgia Tech. But I think it's gonna you know take them a little bit before they really get everything in order. So those are teams that. You know, we should take care of business against, you know, there's there's no reason why 
we should lose to a Notre Dame or Georgia Tech this season. So, um, you know, you want to be a tournament team. You want to get off to a good start. Q's got to beat teams like that. Virginia Tech, um, we played them once. We have them at home. Another squad that we should be at home, even though I think Virginia Tech could be really good this year because their trio of guards could be like the best, not even in conference, but in like the nation. I just don't know much about there's a lot of question marks with their front court. So um just like I talk about <laughs> Florida State, have you know the opposite with them where I like their forwards and everything like that, but their guards is a big question mark. Virginia Tech, great guards, question marks at the forward spot. And um, let me see, Louisville, yeah, I'm ready to talk about Louisville. I think uh, they, they're going to be in the, the – their boosters are going to try to come up with whatever they can to lock down Dusty May before other programs jump the gun, you know. Uh, and, and look, the Dusty May race, not even just Louisville. I'm, I'm curious with Florida State as well because it hasn't been good the last couple of seasons with Leonard Hamilton, and he's like 105 years old. I wonder if – you know, they have another bad season, another rough season if it's a JB type situation with him where, yeah, he doesn't want to retire, but he gets a talk from the higher ups and stuff. And they just decide, you know what, this is the best move for both sides moving forward. So I wonder if it becomes kind of like a bidding war where it's like, OK, Florida State, Louisville. You know, they, they start competing and their boosters and ADs, higher ups, everybody's just trying to, you know, one up one or the other to get Dusty May. Because, you know, for those that don't know Dusty May's history, you know, he's a Indiana alum, but he's been a he was an assistant at Florida for a good amount of years and stuff. And obviously doing this thing at Florida Atlantic, they were a buzzer beater away from being in the championship game. So he's gonna be like the number one guy that um you know, a lot of these big time programs are gonna try to try to get um moving forward after next season. But Q's Nation just wanted to hop on once again, talk about this ACC schedule and the ACC overall and stuff. Some quick thoughts. We'll be back Friday before the weekend, chop it up about some of these uh football matches and everything like that. Hey, with the picks, went four and five on the individuals, which was great. You know, we uh, Arizona, you let me down, you let me down, you let me down. But four out of five, terrific. The 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 Brees Hall props was a bust, and I I, I apologize on that one because I should have known better to you know put any faith on my sorry ass team. But hey, it is what it is. But anyway, Q's Nation, we'll be back on Friday for another edition of the Idols Road Podcast. So stay tuned. A lot of good stuff will be on the way before we get into the weekend. So until the next time, y'all, your boy Dean Francis signing off. I'm out.